another thing we missed at the tail end of last year i guess it kind of happened at the very beginning of this year right actually it's still quite new i don't believe you describe it to me in three letters ah! <laughs> how was how was that i was Did setting you, you up the for flavor a... of, <laughs> of what I mean, occurred <laughs> yes i was setting you up for an ogl joke but you know <laughs> okay but I, I liked my description better. <laughs> that, that feels like what the uh, community would say. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, OGL were the three letters Eric was looking for. Uh, and it's funny because we missed it so hard that this all happened and went away before we could talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly. So I, I, I have my thoughts on it. What do you think about this? I don't know how how how. What I think about it is that so Wizards is they're they're very clear about certain things. One thing they're so clear about is we need money. We like money. I want money. Money, 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 money. I like money. This this is definitely one of those things that you can definitely tell who plays D anD D and not Magic <laughs> because <laughs> everyone who plays Magic is just like yeah. Horizon <laughs> has an happen sooner. Yeah. So, like, I see what they're trying to do, and it's I want money. A D&D is a huge property. We're making not a lot of money from it. I want money. We have D&D. Why aren't we making money from it? Here's a way we should make money from it. There should be laws in place that says if you do anything D&D, money. Uh, so, it makes sense in that way and that way alone. The lengths to which they went with are so egregious. It's not, I, it's not a real number. I don't get how they came up with it, who came up with it, why they thought it wasn't going to like be that big of a deal. It makes no sense because the numbers are just like, no, dude, you're like, you were about to extort like billions of dollars out of, out of thin air. Okay. We have a totally different view about this. Okay, I'm very interested to hear your I I don't think the OGL update is a very big deal at all. Interesting. Be, but I think that this is a harbinger of like horrifically corpo things to come. By the way, any new listeners, I am obviously super in favor of billionaires corporate America and everything associated <laughs> with it. So every time I hear a you know Jeff Bezos stubs his toe. I'm like, hey, do you need a Band-Aid and some Neosporin? Um, but <laughs> so I, I I think there are yeah. So <clears throat> I, I'll go on my spiel later of like I think the the real tangible things that they're gonna they're gonna try to do later on. I, here's the other opinion of what I think though is that this would not affect me literally at all. Like my life would not change. And I, that's kind of the basis of my thing where it's just like, okay, there, there's a couple levels to this. One is the, the people who literally made their livelihood based on uh, creating like homebrew D and D content. That's like one section. There's the other section, which are essentially like DMS people like me um, and, and you, you DM too, where it's like, we buy a lot more material than the casual game 
uh, player. We sometimes create our own stuff. And then there's the player base, which is just like the vast yeah, would, majority. And like, I would say for a wizard's perspective, you are like the perfect customer for D&D. I'm the guy who buys like too many basic land secret layers. Yeah, you, you, I, are, <laughs> you are the perfect. But I you're am, what they are hoping every D&D there's a, player There's a is. picture of me next to the OGM. Yeah, like this is, this is who we're targeting. Like, this is our guy. This bald bearded guy. <laughs> I mostly like, you know, you you mostly you know the DM for our campaign. The main way I play D anD D mostly buy everything, and then I kind of benefit from the that exactly. fact. So I don't actually have to buy much, if anything. And I buy certain products, and it's funny because most of the products I buy D anD D related are third party. They're not <laughs> through wizards. Yeah, I buy you know the the program that we Tailspire, right? That's a, a game that people developed so you can play tabletop fantasy. So I get what's happening. Like, everything stems from D and D, and yet I'm paying no money towards Wizards for D and D. Right, exactly, and, and this is where I think the big discrepancy between the people and we're, we're saying Wizards of the Coast are the people who are doing it. It's really Hasbro, the people who right. own Wizards of the Coast, and. What they're, I'm assuming, what they're doing, and I kind of, I kind of work in a white collar business. I work very closely doing like data and stuff, presenting it to like board directors and stuff. What I think is happening is what they're doing is saying like, "Hey, what's our user base?" And users are probably the metric of success that they were using forever. So they're doing a lot of stuff right. saying like. How many users do we have? And they're like, oh man, there's like five million. There's a lot. And, and to be users. fair, there's a lot, right? There's D and D, very popular. Millions, millions, very popular. Yeah, very popular. like, how much money do we make from those users? Oh, Not like enough. like twenty two cents per user. Like, wait, what? How much does Fortnite make? And they're like, right. oh, fifteen dollars per user a year. And it's like, how come our monetization so low? And a, the exact thing of what you said, which is like, well. Like technically, a user group is like five people, but it's a DM and four players. Your yeah, customer, one's for everything. customer is a DM, and everyone assumes like when it's games, a user is a customer, but like really, it's one customer and they share it. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, I, I, and when you're talking to shareholders, they just want the biggest number possible. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. There's like, how many people are playing D and D? It's fifty million! Hooray! They're like, oh, how, how much money are we making compared compared to uh, Magic? The They're like, oh, it's like two percent of the yeah, like, amount of money it's not per per user. That's like, so true. Yeah, just give me the biggest number. What is the biggest number? That looks exactly. good. Yeah, and it how, sounds good it? when you say, oh, a ton of people play D and D. It sounds yeah. great. I can't tell you how many times they're like, how many mistakes do we make? There was like this many. Like, this is more than last year. I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, like, I it. Dude, our, mm-hmm. our goal for my company is like, yeah, is literally zero mistakes. And it's like, well, we made one. It's okay. You yeah, don't get like, bonuses now. It's like, and they're like, really? That's our goal? Yeah. They're like, what if we <laughs> described it as the mistake rate? <laughs> like okay okay what's the rate like 100 100 like one mistake per 100,000 hours of work it's like okay cool this is the rate it's, and then the rate goes up they're like what if we change it to one mistake per 150 hours thousand hours of work. <laughs> they're like okay but we should probably call that out they're like mm, no 
put it in the notes. Put it in the notes, and then I'll tell no, him. And I'm like, I am not going to do that. <laughs> it's like, no. It's like, okay, I'll change everything to 115. It's still down. Um, but corporate uh, manipulation aside, I am I am pretty confident that's kind of what's happening here. And they're like, we need to up the monetization rate per year per user. Um, I get it. They the, need to make more money off D&D. I agree. I, I think they probably should. I think it has been probably undermined. You see all the things they're doing with magic now, and you know it's all working. And right, they haven't yeah, exactly. been doing that with D&D. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, but it, so the that's kind of why, like, the OGL I'm not super scared of. Because also, I, so I'm not a lawyer. I haven't, like, gotten over the OGL with a fine-tooth comb or anything. But, like, it's it's only going to affect people who are, like, extremely successful with it. Because if you – so if you can make this your full-time job, obviously it's going to be harder because you're going to have to at least not do – you have to do things differently than you have been for the past, like, 20 years. Right. Yeah, it does so, – it is so weird, though, right, that they – Every franchise you ever own, if you were going to own a, fran- a McDonald's franchise, you usually owe McDonald's money. And this is like having a, right. a D&D franchise that you didn't pay D&D for. I know, yeah. It's really weird. I, I, So I get it from the business sense. But I'm pretty sure they were asking, I, I, and don't quote me on any of this, uh, but I'm pretty sure they were asking for like 25% of their profits, which is just like... That's, yeah. If you if you took tw- that's more than taxes. That's more than the federal government takes from me. That's like insane. I thought it was the regular amount, and then it was twenty five percent after like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. So they so they like upped it based off of how much you're making. Yeah, I mean, it still I, sounded like I oh, thought wow. it was like purely marginal. Where it's just like, okay, if you make a million dollars, we're taking. If you're the richest one percent of D and D, if you're a critical role, you can. <laughs> we're gonna take some of your money, but <laughs> but see, that's the thing though. It's like they set it up where they they're like taxing the most popular people. You know, judging from what I've read online, and obviously a good way to piss and, off all the internet, right? Right, exactly. And everything you read, every outrage statement on the internet is true. Um, but also, like, the worst thing in the world that could happen to Wizard of the Coast, D&D, is, like, Dimension 20 and Critical Role saying, we're going to do Pathfinder 2 now. <laughs> it, so it's not going to affect them at all because they'll just be like, hey, you're fine. You're fine. Just pay us, like, $2,000 a year. Or, like, we're going to spon- sponsor you guys, and then you're excluded from all this, like, OGL. That's true. Stuff. You can get work in sponsorships. Yeah, to kind of exactly. Like, it, it's not going to affect the very popular people. What's going to affect is, like, if you or I created, like, a sweet homebrew based on, like, hey, do you want to be a, like, you know, Strahd von Zerovich warlock? And it mentions Strahd specifically, which is like a Dungeons & Dragons character that they created. Um, Then you're screwed, kind of. But, like, when you think about it, like, if I created a magic item called a Greater Sword, and it's a magic item that lets you roll 3d6 for damage, like, none of that specifically references Wizards of the Coast or the D&D rule set. So <laughs> I could sell that on Patreon and like, sure. They were like, Hey, 
Dragon Party podcast talks about D&D like three times a week, two times a week, and they stream D&D, but like rolling three six-sided dice and summing them up isn't like I've never I never said the word D&D, but if it was like <laughs> like a great sort of like, you know, Osmodius slaying, probably you're screwed. Because it references a specific, or maybe, maybe not Osmodius, because that might be something from. In other words, they're just cultures. trying to get a handle onto what's their IP. Exactly. Yeah, they're trying to figure out IP, and honestly, what I think it is is just they're just trying to scare people like you and us to not do stuff without trying to give them money. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, we might sue you," and then because I'm not scared. <laughs> yeah because we're also That's we're <laughs> we're not making any money so uh, on tnd so it doesn't really matter right. but they, i think they're yeah, you can have 25 percent of everything i make on dnd <laughs> <laughs> you i think you owe me <laughs> exactly. but and like yeah exactly so i don't think this is going to be a very big deal what i think will be a big deal is when and th- this will be the thing where I am going to be seriously considered changing us over from 5e to another game system is if they stop printing physical books. If they what my mm. big tinfoil hat prediction is is that within a couple of years, Wizards of the Coast is going to launch their virtual tabletop, very similar to Tailspire. It's going to be integrated with DD Beyond. They are going to require a essentially D&D launcher that right. if you want to log in requires a, a, subscription. a subscription. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Which is what, so, is that what you're predicting one D&D is going to be? I think that's what it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be like, oh, it, you know. And I'm sure it'll be pretty successful, but not the only way you have to play. Exactly. Because you don't need a computer. It was literally, D&D was founded on a game system that existed before computers. Right. So you're rolling dice. You All you need is a map to share online, but you don't even need that. You Most people play, or I don't know, most, a lot of people play in person. But I think, so I think a lot of this was spawned by when the pandemic hit, a lot of D&D went online. So they saw Roll20, VTT, you know, all these virtual tabletop user base explode. And they saw, man, the valuation of Roll20 just like quintupled for this year. That's all money that we should have, not them. Um, And then when the pandemic ended... This is my this is my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. They were like, uh, you know, all, just, all the users. To me, it's not even tinfoil hat. It all sounds rather logical right now. Right, right? Exactly. It's just kind of like this is the natural progression of what happened. Yeah, so they saw the user base didn't drop, but I, I think the mistake is again users versus customers, where they assume that they they averaged out like the dollars per user for Rule Twenty was like two dollars versus our monetization rate, which is like one dollar. That's double ours. So right. we need to, if we could extract that consumer surplus, we could double our user revenue base. But I would think that most people use now Roll20 because they can just bring their laptop to the in-person game session and then their DM just has a picture of the map on screen. Like, right. But they will just not 
do that. They'll just draw their own stuff or just have a picture on screen and then just use like GIMP, which is like free Photoshop to manipulate tokens around. Um, yeah, in the age of the internet, convenience is the only thing preventing uh, a user from resorting to piracy. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think that the one D&D, if it's an online only platform, will not be successful? I don't think it'll be successful. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, D&D will still be successful. But I I think if they essentially force everybody who uses D&D Beyond to like download a launcher and then so I pay for a subscription and it is it, it's like I forgot what it is, but it, it's like 30 40 dollars a year. Right. right, it's not That's a whole. Right. I was gonna say forty dollars a year. That sounded right. But I also need to buy, like you know, when Tasha's. Yeah, you have out, to buy Tasha's. I, to I get a that. discount because of my uh, subscription, but I still have to buy it. But like, imagine they're like, okay, That's for a digital copy of it, right? It's not for exactly a not a digital copy. But if they stop selling physical copies, then the only way you could do it is through this. Oh, you're you're talking. You're buying physical copies. How do you oh, no. get it? I'm buying both. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, how do you get it integrated with No, no, no. exactly. Yeah. You said I'm the premier customer. And that's you are. You are 100%. You are because I have all the physical books down. I have some of them down here. That's my quick access books. Okay. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have like 13 other D&D books downstairs, which, <laughs> which is just exactly. And then you own the digital assets. And then I also bought on D&D Beyond the books just so I can look them up. But yeah, so if they stop selling physical copies, I think that is the harbinger of like corporate, like full corpo for D and D, and then that will be the time of like I'm going to start learning like Pathfinder two or something. Another game that's similar, it's or the same thing. And also, like it, the other reason why it's not going to affect us at all is like we all know the rules of D and D. Right. <laughs> I, I I still own these books, and if we just define our game by the books that I have, then right. we're good to go. We can play for a long yeah. time. Wizards it's a game can... that evolves any way you want it to. Exactly. It's totally homebrew uh, storytelling. And Wizards, I, I like they can't copyright rolling a 20-sided dice and determining <laughs> a result based on that, right? Like <laughs> that, that that's like craps saying like, oh, we own D and D because you roll six sided dice. <laughs> like that just does that just doesn't exist. Yeah. So I I don't think the OGL is actually gonna matter so much. And like the other thing about the OGL is like is so if you create a custom subclass but you don't reference like specific characters or like a bugbear in D and D. Like how how can they prove that you're it's a subclass for D and D rather than sure. like another game that's not D and D? Like they don't have an IP on ancient red dragons. Like ancient yeah. is just a adjective, and then red dra- red is a color. Dragon is just a thing that exists. It's a myth. Yeah, it's not. They don't own dragons, right? They don't yeah, own they're called dragons, but they don't own dragons. They don't own they dragons, don't own nor dungeons. Dungeon of any time. Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, like if we created a dragon party subclass for cleric, as long as we didn't say like, oh, you do plus two damage against people named Strahd von Zerovich. Right. Uh, like, 
how can they prove that it's for D and D? What if you reference? And yeah, even if they can't own the word cleric, right? They can't own. Yeah, it. exactly. Like damage, yeah. like fire damage, like <laughs> yeah, damage. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like it's hard to. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the OGLs existed for so long that we think. That, I don't know. I don't know what they can and can't claim. But exactly. I mean, and uh, that's what the courts decide. Where like basically yeah. we'll do it. We'll be famously successful because drink. <laughs> um, and then they'll be like, "Wizards are going to be like, we're going to sue you," and then we have to defend ourselves. Like that's that's the threat. Is people who don't make a lot of money don't have enough money for lawyers, so they can't <laughs> afford to defend them. What a scummy way. That's probably true, though. Yeah, that's kind of hey, how it works. Corporate America, baby. Anyway, it's pay, great. It's great. Uh. Anyway, but I mean, funny enough. Uh, that all happened at the beginning of the year, and then they backed off. They they did say like, okay, we're not. They did change a lot, and I I don't think the original or that this new version of the OGL actually would affect a whole lot of people tangibly. But I love that the community forced them to change some stuff because now yeah, they're. Free. Now they might think twice about being like, maybe we should turn instead of a yearly subscription of D and D Beyond to a monthly thirty dollar a month subscription. Right up and like, they, they, they might think twice about like try drawing more, out, yeah, try sucking uh, more out of the TT. <laughs> extracting cus- consumer surplus is <laughs> the business school word. Uh, saying it i so, think they um, have to just try and make customers like me actually be interested in purchasing yeah they need they need to make players uh want to buy stuff want to buy stuff because right. right now you're no like yeah like you're just like i show up tuesdays and D D happens yeah and for me it's i like i do all this stuff but it's not like i'm buying a ton of stuff for every session or anything right. like it's not Holy you buy a book when it comes out, and then, and then honestly, it's a long time. because I love just like looking through the books. Like I love looking through right. dinosaur books when I was a kid. So I love looking through like look at the monster pictures and see right. all the stats and stuff. Yeah, the stats, yeah, cool. cool stuff, cool new things, cool new maps. And all it takes is someone to go click and then post it somewhere, and then I don't need to buy the books. Like if it costs. Too much money. <laughs> And they do. They cost quite a bit of money. <laughs> they cost a good amount of money. I also think that there's just not... Like, D&D Beyond, I don't think it's great, to be honest. I just think there's, like, gotta be better uh, digital assets that I would be interested in D&D to have and play around with. Like, I enjoy creating characters, for instance. But there's no good character-creating service for D&D. Yeah, D&D so... Beyond is not it. If if you own everything like I do, D and D Beyond is pretty great because it's right there. Like all the assets are there. Like I again, I have infinite number of characters I can create. You know, <laughs> right. all the contents there. But because I purchased it, <laughs> so that'd be a lot to add. Like I'm thinking, like just a I don't know a subscription just for character creating or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Listen, I'm not an exec there, and they don't have money from me, so I'm just telling them how they could earn my money. Yeah, exactly. And it's not through D and D Beyond. That's what I'm saying. That could be one thing where they have a once they essentially the like Wikipedia nature of it and character creation is the only thing D and D provides or D and D Beyond provides. 
But once they create their virtual tabletop, like maybe there's going to be a tiered subscription service where it's like, okay, $5 a month. You can create as many characters as you want. You can join any campaign, but you can't use the virtual tabletop. Like you can't use the, the Tailspire clone. Right. And But you need to pay $15 a month to use Tailspire clone. Or what I imagine it's going to be is like, okay, for the Dungeon Masters subscription, you pay $35 a month and you have four codes that you can share with your players. Right. And then you give four codes out and then they can essentially have like DM subscription level benefits and whatever. But if you want a fifth one, you have to add another $5 a month to your subscription or something like that. That's how Makes I sense. would do it if I was a uh, yeah. money grabbing corpo. <laughs> Makes sense. But that's that was the whole. Uh, that's OGS my rant. Channel. That's my rant. That's we, our rants. Thank you for showing up. We talked a lot in sessions one, one two, and three. I talked a lot in that last session. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, DD's great. Love it. I have two campaigns going. We might be streaming it. Let us know if you want to see it. It's yes. gonna be really and bad. If we are there. streaming, um, if Eric wants to stream his other campaign, that will happen on Thursday nights. I will give him access to the Dragon Party Twitch. Uh, otherwise, our streams will be on, I think, generally Wednesdays is when we'll be doing podcasts. That's That that tracks for me. And then Tuesdays is our D&D session. Mm-hmm. So we are pretty packed in the middle of the week. But that's, that's the best time to do stuff like this, any hobbies and whatnot. You know, like the weekends. They should be weekends. And I have class Monday nights still, so. Then some Mondays are uh, Mondays are out. Mondays are out. But that's it for us this week. But hopefully, you should be getting another episode by uh, tomorrow. (laughs) If 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 everything is worked out the way we have planned, uh, there should be we should keep rolling through. It might you know there might be a day break in there. Uh, but then it's, the party should keep on going, Eric. That's the that's the beauty of this new segment. Honestly, we say it every time, but now it means more when we say party on, party on.